That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey folks, before we get to our last show of the Trump presidency, let's talk about the after party. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth podcast, but this one is completely different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday after party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the stuff we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday after party for just $10 per month. And by the way, you're also going going to get two postmortem shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. What's on your mind? The era of big government is over. You want to cut the line? I want to change the sentiment. We're running away from ourselves. And I know we can score points that way. I was a principal architect of that campaign strategy right along with you, Judge. But we're here now. Tomorrow night we do an immense thing. We have to say what we feel. That government, no matter what its failures in the past and in times to come, for that matter, government can be a place where people come together and where no one gets left behind. No one gets left behind. An instrument of good. I have no trouble understanding why the line tested well, Josh. But I don't think that means we should say it. I think that means we should change it. I think so, too. What do you think, Josh? I make it a point never to disagree with Toby when he's right, Mr. President. Then you and Sam get your people together and get to work. Thank you, Mr. President. Bob Seska! Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show! (laughs) Yeah, it's a big announcement for today. I'm pregnant. 
just kidding, of course. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 19, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,461 of the Trump crisis. One, count them, one day until Inauguration Yay. Day. And, oh, there he is. Sitting in for Buzz Burbank, Rocky Mountain Mike is here. Mike. Oh, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again today. What's happening? That that opening gets me all teary-eyed. I know, know, man. I mean, like, wow. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about this, how um, it, it reminds me so much of high school. Because when I was in high school, I used to go with my friends to watch 2001 and stuff. And I read a lot yeah. of stuff. And I listened to a lot of good music. And I thought that I had some kind of class. And you're surrounded by these FAA people. <laughs> Nothing against the FAA, but just, you know, a bunch of just redneck jerks. Yeah. And it just feels like, I feel, I feel like all those guys from high school have been running the country for four years. <laughs> I am really, t- I'm not kidding, I am really tired. Sorry if I sound a little groggy. I've been up all night planting flags. <laughs> that looks look amazing nice, out there. Yeah, 200,000 flags planted on the National Mall to uh, commemorate the uh, people who couldn't attend the inauguration. And, Wonderful. And the coming of the new administration is already working out for me. I just got a deal to sell my song parodies at Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> They've got some space on the shelf now. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've learned before leaving the governorship in 2018, Chris Christie was approached by the My Pillow guy about declaring marshmallow law. Um, how am I doing with the dad jokes? Oh, beginning wonderful. T- My favorite was Beginning right tomorrow, uh, Trump's lawyers will work from early in the morning until late in the evening. They will make many calls and have many meetings. <laughs> and Trump is leaving office with the lowest presidential approval rating mm-hmm. in 80 years. Yep. And today he was on the phone with Gallup asking if they could recalibrate. The Bob Show. <laughs> oh, hey, it's you once again. Pardon Party. 1972, a song that was on McLeod. to a pardon party to get off with my crook friends. A chance to make Trump's legacy and make it stink again. But when I got to the pardon party, they all knew my name. <laughs> and Trump, he recognized me because we're both insane. Because he's all tried now He didn't learn his lesson well You see, he can't spring everyone So he wants to spring himself And people came from miles around All paid to be there Bannon brought his fat ass There was magas in the air Over in the corner much to my surprise and Mr. Rudy trying to get in good He brought a phony Nobel Prize Because he's all tried now He didn't learn his lesson well You see, he can't spring everyone So he wants to spring himself All right wow, wow. Incredible fact, work. I, that is awesome. I actually, in 1979, I actually worked for the organization that represented Rick Nelson. We actually worked. We were we were coworkers. Wow. Of. 
1988, I worked with Hubcap Carter mm-hmm. in Dallas Radio, and he's the guy that uh, talked Ricky Nelson into flying into Dallas. Oh, my and, God. Uh, that was his deal. So that was his cross to bear. I wish my name were Hubcap Carter. That would I, I would love to change my name to, please, for the rest of the show, just call me Hubcap. Right, hey, man, if you're from Dallas, you know Hubcap. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, our good friend, uh, Buzz Burbank. Not here. You've said it all. But uh, we talked about this a little bit on Friday. He's made public the reason why he's out. It's on his Facebook page. He released a statement last week. But uh, last night he sent me a message to pass along to you. He said, please tell the listeners that it breaks my heart to miss the moment I've worked toward for the past four years. But I'm doing my duty as a son, and I will return with new and exciting projects in this still new year. So... Buzz, um, in case in case you missed Friday's after party when we talked about this a little bit, uh, Buzz had a family emergency. His dad and his stepmom were pretty sick, and it was kind of an emergency kind of sick. You know what I mean? Where they may not have had much time left. So Buzz jumped in his car, obviously doing whatever he can to protect himself from the pandemic. Jumped in his car, drove to Kansas to be with his parents to take care of them, and as soon as he got out of the car. In Wichita, because as you know, Mike, people train don't run out of Wichita. People train run out of Stubville. Uh, so he got to, I almost want to do the noise too. I don't know. I was like, that's right. Um, She's wiry though. First baby came out sideways, didn't scream or nothing. Uh, so as soon as he gets to Wichita, his stepmom had to be taken to the emergency room. And the only way to get her to the car was for Buzz to carry her. And so oh, he man. carried her to the car. They get to the emergency room only to find out that she has tested positive for COVID. Uh, his dad has also tested positive for COVID. So far, so good in terms of Jeez. symptoms. Well, of course, Buzz got tested for COVID the day after that. Too soon to know for sure, so he's getting tested again today. The first test came out negative, so Buzz was negative initially. But there's another test on tap for today, and so I'm not sure exactly when he's going to find out the results of that. So that's why Buzz is gone, and if you want to know more, I think he released, as I said before, he released a statement on his Facebook page, but we're still pulling for him. We're still rooting for him. We hope he uh, gets home soon and uh, everything works out okay. I've been keeping in touch with him via text and talking on the phone since then, and, uh, you know, it's a harrowing time. It would be a harrowing thing to have to deal with all this shit without having the pandemic and then you add the pandemic on top of everything else and so you know plus he doesn't get to be here and celebrate the end of this nightmare i mean i feel yeah. bad even that i'm sort of taking his place during that because this is like a this is a really important day you know yeah yeah well tomorrow was going to be actually no thursday was going to be his last newscast and he's got to delay that he's going to do one last newscast when he gets back from wichita but we don't know when that is, uh, especially if he ends up testing positive on today's test. And we're putting out good vibes. We're hoping he doesn't test positive, that he continues to test negative and everything's going to be fine. He was, of course, wearing a mask. But, you know, to a certain extent, when you're in a home in which both residents of that home have tested positive, it's just a landmine. I, I mean, I don't know. It would be a kind of an... But it almost, uh, it almost doesn't really make any difference if you do wear a mask in that situation because yeah. it's going to get on on you mm-hmm. uh, wherever you know and i guess your eyes are what you're mostly concerned about yeah but yeah if you're inside the house it's just everywhere 
Yeah, it's it's everywhere. So he had to spend all kinds of time, uh, you know, scouring the place, disinfecting everything, doing the, the best he can to get rid of any traces of the virus that were left in the house. They, of course, had his stepmom isolated for a while, and she's doing much better now, uh, from what I understand. So things seem to be turning up. We, we've just got our fingers crossed for a couple more uh, negative tests coming out, uh, testing negative for, for COVID. So we're just, we're hoping for that and uh we'll see uh how this all goes and i'll keep you all posted as uh information arises and i'm sure i'm sure buzz will too on his facebook page uh okay so of course we have big occasion today um and i what i normally do mike is every time there's a uh <laughs> every time one of our favorite politicians ends up leaving office we got to do this this is our, our little uh, troll for anyone who uh, either gets booted out of office, has to resign, you know, to spend more time with their family, or some other catastrophe lands upon them. And so this is, <laughs> we're wheeling this out for Donald Trump. Finally, fucking finally, Trump is going to be uh, out of office as of tomorrow. And I can still hit the post, right? Oh, I noticed, too, that you hit the post on your own song, Mike, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah, we never stop. my sleep, you know. <laughs> Never stop being DJs. Do you still have dreams and nightmares about uh, talking up songs and finding carts to play? And all the all the time, yep. all the time. Me and too. everybody I know that's ever been in radio has that nightmare where you, the song is running out. You don't have another one queued up. You can't think of anything to say. It just it never ends. It, it just yeah. never ends. For me, when I'm doing it, I'm I'm on the air and I'm super duper sleepy and I can't form my thoughts clearly. And that's normally what happens. Oh, and then I have no songs pulled. That's the other one. I've got nothing to play. I'm just on the air, and there's nothing, nowhere to go. I always had that very common recurring dream, uh, that unsettling dream where you're wrestling with David Niven. You ever had that one? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, all the time. I stole that that from Northern Exposure. (laughs) Shit, man. If I had a dollar for every time I had a dream about David Niven, I tell you. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's see here. Just going back to your song parody, Mike, um, Trump is supposed to issue about 100 pardons today. So whatever happens, uh, it's going to happen two seconds after we're done recording this show. So everything you're hearing now is going to be irrelevant as of, you know, two minutes after we finish recording it. It's true. He's going to issue about 100 pardons. And I got to say, it was only going to be 90. But when he he does 10, he gets another one for free. (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, Lawrence O'Donnell made me shit my pants. And I think he made most of the world shit its pants as well, because Lawrence O'Donnell's A Block started out with a uh, monologue about how, and I had no idea. I mean, I went to school for this shit. I had no idea that the president can issue secret pardons. I had no idea that was a thing. I had no idea that was even legal, but I guess presidents can do that. So, there's a solid chance. I, I think there's a, a 100% chance that Donald Trump is going to issue a bunch of secret pardons on top of the 100 he's going to issue today. And we're only going to find out about them, apparently, when there's an attempted prosecution. That's when it gets introduced. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're trying to prosecute now, these, these aren't the double secret probation pardons, are they? Uh, kind of. Kind of. That's what he's doing. <laughs> kind of sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely well, is. I, I, I mean, that scares the hell out of me because what that means is they could do that whole switcheroo 
where Mike Pence becomes president for five minutes, issues a pardon of Donald Trump and Donald Trump's kids, and then hands the presidency back to Donald Trump. And then uh, Donald you Trump. Can't, you can't. No, wait, you can't. Can you do that? I don't think it would be legal. I don't think it would. Uh, no, I mean, I don't can you would... switch like that? I mean. I know there was an episode of the West Wing. There was a two-parter where uh, oh, well, President Bartlett okay. stepped down <laughs> and John Goodman became president for five minutes and then did a bunch of shit. And then President Bartlett See, came they would have never had the idea if it weren't for the West Wing. <laughs> my parents paid. Thanks a lot. My parents paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for my political science education. And I'm getting all my information from the West Wing. That's, uh, yeah. I advise against that, college students. Um, well, you know, it just occurred to me, uh, what if he pardons, like, um, you know, uh, uh, all the Russians, you know, all the Russians that are charged and everything? Yeah. The, the, you know, yeah. I mean, man. He could pardon a lot of these insurrectionists who turned up at the Capitol, who invaded the Capitol on the 6th. So that's always possible. And I wouldn't be surprised. But the, the latest word, uh, John Roberts at Fox News, and of course, consider the source, John Roberts is right there on the cusp of being reputable. I think he's one of the more reputable members of Fox News Channel, but consider the Fox News aspect of all of this. Uh, he reported yesterday that Trump is not expected to issue protective pardons to members of his family and is not expected to attempt a protective pardon for himself. So uh, no protective layer of ice for uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. You know, I was just thinking, I was, I was just wondering about whether on Thursday if T-Rex would pardon any of the insurrectionists for their for their fashion choices. <laughs> That's he's probably, probably not going to happen. He's probably already done it secretly. He issued some <laughs> secret pardons. Uh, so, okay, this one um, also scared the shit out of me. There were two things that came down last night. I was ready to enjoy the rest of my evening after getting done with work, and then suddenly these two news stories came down, and, and the cortisol levels rise in my body. I, get, I start to get freaked out, heart palpitations and all the rest of it. I'm grappled onto the edge of the couch. QAnon cultists, uh, according to the Washington Post, have... Uh, have discussed posing as National Guardsmen during the inauguration. Something we've been discussing since the insurrection, that these people have somehow infiltrated uh, the National Guard, or infiltrated the Capitol Police in the case of the uh, the insurrection itself. Um, this is uh, terrifying insofar as if there are any QAnon members, and this is kind of a statement in terms of the prevalence of these conspiracy theory groups and the prevalence of Trumpism and the red hat cult. Certainly you imagine given the size of them, given the fact that what my 74 million of them voted for Donald Trump, that a few of those people are going to be in the national guard and a few of those people could end up being at the mall. And it's a terrifying prospect. And this is coming down from the FBI. I mean, they briefed other intelligence officials about the fact that QAnon maybe inside all of these uh, law enforcement agencies. And I, I don't know how the hell, I mean, how do you, how do you weed that shit out? Well, I guess out? the way that, you know, the, uh, again, I'm always just thinking off the top of my head, but I guess you would um, just like any other, um, what is it? The circles of trust. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you would, you, the people that would be closest uh, to Biden and all those guys would be the ones you vet the most. Um, but you know, and and I I tweeted this last night. It's like it seems to me that it would be rather than vetting twenty five thousand National Guard troops, it would have been a lot easier to vet one presidential candidate in twenty sixteen. Yeah. You know, thank you, media. Thank you, New York Times. 
Yeah, uh, God, I, I, that's the other thing that keeps running through my head as we're coming up at the end of the uh, Trump atrocity here, the Trump four-year nightmare, is that we warned everybody. It's not like people didn't know, and that's what I can't get beyond, Mike, is the fact that it was clear, even if you didn't listen to you know the, the mainstream news or anything like that, if you didn't listen to uh, liberal Twitter or whatever, you'd have a pretty good impression just based on the past several decades of what kind of person Donald Trump is and why he was completely not qualified to be dog catcher, much less president of the United States. There was just no way he could do the job. And we all knew that going in. We knew that he was going to make this all about him, that he was going to use the office to enrich himself. He was going to use the office to seek revenge against his enemies. He was going to use the office to kind of manifest all of his racism and hatred of other groups that he finds to be, you know, from shithole countries or whatever you want to call it. I mean, this was clear going in again the thing that i cannot get behind when i read stories like this QAnon story uh, the national guard story or anything else that we're seeing about these extremist groups and the invasion of the capital this was all in service of that goddamn cartoon character i will never understand that i mean i could get the fact well, that I, you know, some- it's he wouldn't be I, I don't think he would have quite this following if he weren't the cartoon character to begin with. Yeah. If he wasn't somebody who had nothing to lose politically by doing this and also at the same time being this big TV personality with this air about him that he was successful and and you know he's the one with balls and he's going to you know show all these people what it's really all yeah. about. You know, all that mystique that goes with that as misinformed as all these idiots are if he'd just been another politician, he he wouldn't have all this. Yeah, it's because he was already a, a, a just a rude personality who was known for being rude uh, that that this has carried on and it's, and it's gone to just the most ridiculous extremes. And at the same time, he's got the lowest approval rating of any president ever leaving office. So you got to remind yourself that that it's still you know the minority it's just it's just so scary Mm -hmm. that they're so you know blatant and uh, apparently you know after the sixth they don't care i mean they don't care who knows it you know they they openly i see it all the time on facebook people have been talking about this for weeks on facebook there's a storm coming you know (laughs) And I thought they meant right. that, you know, that the Supreme Court will save him or something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. No, by God, we're getting guns and we're going to go take care of this. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I always peg them as kind of being cowards. Like, they will never follow through with all of these threats. Ultimately, they are keyboard warriors and they're just going to, you know, stick around in their 4chan and 8chan discussion forums and not really bother to get out of the house. But, you know, now we see them. Now we know that at least some of them are activated to the point where they become basically Donald Trump terror cells. It amazes me. And I think what you can look at as far as how Donald Trump was able to propel himself to this level of admiration and obviously bellicose defense 
it's because it wasn't just Donald Trump. It was this entire um, conservative entertainment complex, as David Frum calls it, or as I call it, the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, that fertilized the ground before Trump arrived and was able to plant himself into that ground. So the the ground as far as disinformation, the ground as far as building up a cult of gullible people who would accept whatever confirmation bias that uh, Fox News puts out there, that AM Talk Radio puts out there, that Breitbart puts out there, that was already ready. And so Donald Trump comes along, co-ops that concept, co-ops that series of talking points, co-ops the attitude, and everyone just kind of runs over and gathers around him. It looks sort of like the townspeople from The Simpsons. They're just very easily led into one giant group to whatever huckster comes along wanting to sell a monorail. So that's what Donald uh, Tom, Trump basically was, yeah. Tom Hartman had a, a guest on yesterday, who I guess is a regular, he's a psychiatrist or psychologist who... Uh, you know, they were talking about the mob mentality. They take mm-hmm. it to another dimension beyond just the media and what they respond to. It was all about how these folks are people who have typically uh, had l- great loss in their life and it's never been reconciled. Yeah. And, and, and Trump has provided uh, the, you know, the means for doing that or not, not really the means for they, reconciling, reconciling their or dealing with their problems is never really in the mix. It's all about uh, finding someone else to blame for it and, uh, and just making, you know, I'm good and they're bad. They're mm-hmm. socialists. They're scary. Yeah. And they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to ruin my life. And, and that, and of course, yeah, Fox news and everything, amplifies that mm-hmm. and I, you know I, I you know think about having the I know a lot of people are saying that we shouldn't have the inauguration indoors and everything but I think I understand the thinking behind it which is gets back to testosterone yeah it's like you have to be able to get out there and show people that you're not going to be intimidated by these goons um, and and and, and as, as we saw in yeah. the video yesterday of them rifling through Ted Cruz's desk, what complete fucking idiots. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're idiots who have cell phones and have, you know, grabbed themselves some sense of this is their moment, you know. Right, right. Again, it's the Joker speech from The Dark Knight. It was like, I'm a dog chasing a car. When I catch it, I don't know what the hell to do with it. It's the question mark portion of the uh, underpants gnome equation. Number one, invade capital. Number two, question mark. Number three, Trump remains president. Well, what the yeah. hell is that? What was the question mark part? What did that involve? I guess it involved executing Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence and Chuck Schumer. And uh, it's just they had no plan. There was no scheme there, ultimately, other than just inchoate rage. Let's just pile into the Capitol building and do something, 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 something. And Donald Trump will remain president. I guess they assumed that he was going to march down there after they've secured the building and you know sit down in the uh in the president's chair in the in the senate chambers and uh, yeah. just start presiding over the country as the continued president he would have taken yeah. over and then the they article. would all they and then they would all get a new car <laughs> yeah but I mean, go, going back to what you're saying about testosterone it's a fascinating thing because everyone mistakes donald trump uh his behavior and the behavior of his supporters as being 
somehow alpha masculine and where the way I'm seeing it is it's none of that. It's neither of those things. What it is is actually just anger management issues. These people have serious psychological problems insofar as they have uh, a, a twisted artificial view of what the United States is, what their role in the United States is, what Donald Trump's role in the United States is. They don't have any idea what democracy means because if they actually believed in democracy, they wouldn't be trying to preserve democracy at the point of a gun in a democratic republic you further your ideas by talking about them by creating the better argument for them so that more people vote for your ideas that's just not- imagine all these people sitting at home making models of the capital with their mashed potatoes <laughs> you know we're all going to go to this place <laughs> this is a sign here it is here we are get your viking helmet we're going in Oh, my God, these <laughs> sad, sad cosplaying people. So you know, I, I like, wonder if uh, Mitch McConnell's speech today about, uh, you know, he basically is distancing, is distancing himself from Trump and putting down the, the rioters oh, yeah. and everything yeah. and saying that Trump lied and everything. Uh, that's going to be like the first little chip. And then hopefully we'll get some indictments here. I mean, this guy has to be discredited. He has to, I don't necessarily go to prison. I'd love to see that. But but he, you know, the serious shit has to start hitting the serious fan oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the great unremembering is happening now. We're, and we're seeing it with Mitch McConnell. We're seeing it with Bill Barr. I want to talk about both of those things here um, uh, in just a second. But before we do that, I, I want to let you know, too, coming out of this next commercial, we're going to play a full length song. It's only two minutes long. We rarely do this, but we've got a song by a recording artist named Skylar Foley. She uh, had a viral hit on TikTok with a song called You're Gonna Outlive Mitch McConnell. That is the name of the song. We're going to play that in its entirety coming out of the commercial. But before we get to that, it's the start of a brand new year. And if you plan on making a fresh start for yourself in 21, this is your time to shine. You might try reading a new book, getting more exercise, or even try changing up your look. Well, Plexiderm can be the key to a refreshed new look for the new year by taking years off your appearance. And it all just takes 10 minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags in just just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in fewer than 10 minutes. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code voices. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear, vanish, poof, with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Life is so hard, we feel alive. The bad thoughts hit, it gets hard to survive. But I have a reason you should stick it out. You're gonna outlive Mitch McConnell. You'll probably outlive Mitch McConnell.
politicians that derive their power from weird electoral maps that don't actually represent the will of the people. <laughs> the great Skylar Foley. You're going to outlive Mitch McConnell. That is uh, skylarfoley.bandcamp.com if you want to get your very own copy of that song. Just All wonderful. Right. All right. Well, uh, link in the description. Reminds me of my neighbor across the street. He's 77, and this is the second Martin Luther King Day in a row where he hasn't put his flag out. The first one was just a clue to me. Yeah. And then after I've gotten to know him over the past year, yeah, he's pretty much a racist. <laughs> you know, and, and they all have to just die. That, they're not going to change him, you know. I was in a conversation with this guy, and he was talking about this guy who does some uh, plumbing work, Mm -hmm. and he's an African-American guy, and he kept calling him boy. And I I got right in his face about it. You know, it is 2020, uh, Leon. Uh, You might not want to call a black person boy. Right. And he just right back in my face again did it. So I'm like, you know, you just have to die. I would have moved to your neighborhood, Mike. It sounds so pleasant. It sounds so yeah. tolerant well, we st- and We open. still got the guy over here like a couple blocks over has all the Trump flags hanging on his house. Oh, and the other day I actually – and he wears a MAGA hat every day. Yeah. He's, he's got it on his truck and everything. And uh, I went by and he actually, I actually caught his eye as I was going by. And I just, I just put the big – L sign over my hat, you know, <laughs> loser. I just, I love that you're trolling your neighbors. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, they, and they have guns. So. It, it made me think too, that as we're watching the new footage come down from the invasion of the Capitol, I was just struck by one of the shots that showed so many of those MAGA hats, so many of those red hats. It's just so utterly creepy where you've got, you know, this makeshift army of Trump supporters who all have matching hats. I always think of that George Carlin bit where he talks about how in various wars, the participants in the war all have their own hats. They all have their own (laughs) matching (laughs) hats. And you can always tell who the enemy is because they're wearing a different kind of hat. And it all comes down to the hats. I mean, that's a fun way to spin the fact that these people have basically created or formed their own pro-Trump terror cell. Uh, and I would imagine many terror cells where they're popping up all over the place. They're, they're infiltrating law enforcement. I mean, this is real, where you not only have Russians trying to worm their way into our infrastructure, but now you got these red hat terror cells who are doing the exact same thing if you're to believe what the fbi has been reporting uh recently having a a shitty economy and uh people you know like like in eastern kentucky and western west virginia and all these where where they have so many opiates because they have no prospects 
you know, that's just a breeding ground for that kind of shit. Yeah. It's just, it's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. That's That's exactly right. And, And, you know, I feel like there is a level of celebration that we deserve to have going into the last, we're now in the last 24 hours of the Trump administration. But at the same time, the ideas that Trump has embedded into our culture, you're exactly right, Mike. They're not going away. These are well, he going did, to but continue. He, he just yeah. he, he just popularized them. You know, yeah. they were already they they've been there since the end of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not. This is why I, I keep putting off this uh, article I've got about the, the you know how the Confederate mind works. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't understand this growing up. I didn't. I we you know growing up in the '60s and '70s. The, I guess we had Vietnam to worry about and, and all the all the social aspects of that and the civil rights era. Uh, but it was back then it was just like, well, those guys are turning hoses on people and beating people and using the N-word. They're racists. Yeah. And now it's just so, you know, it's just insidious the way it's embedded our, itself into our popular culture. Yeah. As much as our, we always like the good guy to win in the movies and TV shows and everything, mm-hmm. um, these guys are getting more sophisticated and they're getting more brazen. And you're right, it's, it's not going to go away. Yeah. What's that phrase? Uh, make racism bad again? I mean, that's where we are as a culture right now, where Donald Trump was able to give racists a platform of legitimacy on the national stage, where they could proudly march and do their thing and relay their dog whistles and all the rest of it because they had the protection, they had the backing of the commander in chief. And so that's why, uh, you know, this is just going to be a constant battle now between the tenets of good character. I mean, Mike, that's one of the things that I just can't shake off. I can't shake off the fact that, for example, my generation, I'm Generation X, whatever you want to call it, I was raised by uh, people who taught us all of these values, whether it were American values, democracy, rule of law, things like that, but also personal values in terms of character, decorum, decency. These are the ways you comport yourselves in a decent society. All of that shit is being thrown out the fucking door by the same people who taught us those values in the first place. By elevating Donald Trump, who is anathema to all of those values, they are saying, hey, you know what? It was all irrelevant anyway. I don't know what the hell we were telling you guys, but, uh, you know, it's not applies. It doesn't apply anymore. Once you're pissed off about uh, being the forgotten man or the forgotten woman in the country, uh, anything goes. Fuck being a a decent uh, person with integrity and honor and respectfulness and tolerance. Yeah, screw all of that. We're just, it's everyone for themselves. (laughs) My car broke down in central Oklahoma a few years ago during the Obama years, and the guy was driving me back uh, started somehow on talking about how, you know, how the country's gone downhill and everything. And I wanted so much to pursue that and find out what he meant by that other than a black president mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> or maybe the gays, you know, right. I don't know what it was. Who knows what it was? He seemed like he was doing okay. And, uh, but I thought, well, this is my ride back home. I need to, you know, not antagonize. Yeah. Well, the thing with Barack Obama is they were sold again. It's this disinformation that is so prevalent in conservative media and the red hat entertainment complex. They were sold an artificial version of Barack Obama that doesn't exist. They were told yeah. about a guy who was, all of the different boogeymen rolled into one. It was going to be the second rise of I had, communism. I had a, the friend, a very close old friend of mine talked about how scary it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she's not an educated person, and she obviously was showing her racism. Um, so, you know, it, it, it just 
what what was the scary part? The doubling of the Dow or the halving of the unemployment or the <laughs> getting of bin Laden saving the that's auto right. industry, uh, getting 30 million people health care? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's scary stuff. I mean, how you know, many they're of doing these- it again? They're doing it again now. I'm I'm getting this uh, comments on all my YouTube uh, comments now. Like, oh, you just wait. Uh, you, you just wait a year from now. You know. You know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, gas I prices mean- are going to be higher. Well, gas prices are going to be higher because they're lower now than they've been in 40 years. That's you right, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of these forecasts have to be wrong before they figure out? Hey, you know what? Maybe we're wrong on this all the time. Maybe we should stop listening yeah. to these people who are always wrong. It's like when they have those. Nostradamus predictions or whatever that show up on the cover of the National Enquirer or some of these cults, the doomsday cults, and talk about, oh yeah, you know what, the end of the world is going to happen on February 12th, 2021, so get ready, because it's going to be the apocalypse and we're all going to go to heaven be with Jesus. And it but never see, not, and it never happens. Never it's, ever. It's happens. easy to uh, stereotype, all, you know, put everybody that supports Trump into one big basket, but you know there are different st- layers of this. Uh, I like to call it the distribution of derp. <laughs> you know, it's like some people, yeah, like ten percent, are going to believe this, and uh, you know. The distribution of derp. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a great, great way to put it. And, you know, but again, rationality dictates that once you get to a certain place and you've been given so much derp that turns out to not be true, then you have to go, well, wait a minute. Am I on the wrong track here? But they just. Well, that's that's where it comes back to Biden and Harris. You know, they're going to have to deliver. You know, it's going to they're going to have to at least have the perception of delivering. And, uh, you know, I don't see it's just it's exactly like at the end of the Bush years. Where do they got to go but up? It's right. just, you know. Yeah. Well, they, and they, go- they can always make more derp, Mike. There's always more derp to be manufactured in the derp <laughs> factory of primetime Fox News Channel. And this is, I, yeah. I, I cannot believe that that hasn't come up. And I'd be interested to know where you land on this thing because, man, I was looking at uh, a video from uh, Lando's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi, Maria Bartiromo. She was... Uh, <laughs> She looks like Nia Numb from the Star Wars movie. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was the whole nonsense about Antifa infiltrating the uh, protesters on uh, the 6th. She said, she said, a right. new report says that some far-right protesters have discussed posing as members of the National Guard to infiltrate the inauguration the way Democrats infiltrated two weeks ago and put on MAGA clothing, which did not fucking right. happen. I mean, at what point do we start talking about I know. I'm not, cable you know, providers, I, I don't Comcast, get this at all. Why are they these- beating that dog? Yeah, well, because the, the, I guess because they got nothing else, you know, they've got know. nothing else. Yeah, it's again, another conspiracy theory. They're just that, that, doubling that's still down on the top two list. That's still on the countdown. The top two is Antifa in, infiltrated. It's a false flag. And the number two is they rioted last, you know, last July. So, you know, yeah, back well, in Portland. Uh, so, the, so this is our turn. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But the broad, neither one of them do. The broader question, and, though, is in the this process of shutting down these geysers of disinformation, should the cable company, should we be looking at the cable companies to stop carrying the Fox cable channels, Fox well, News Channel, Fox movement. Business? And I think that's a movement that is growing. And 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 the, the January 6th events, I think, have really made that come to the forefront more. I'm seeing more and more of that on Twitter, of, yeah. you know, pull the plug on this stuff. And it really needs to be along the lines of a Lincoln Project level movement. Right. 
right. to, to get the to get the cable companies to stop putting this garbage out. I, I hope that's the case because stopping short of Fox News Channel, and I know some of the Murdochs, a couple of them, the various thousands of Murdoch children that there are out there, the litter of Murdochs have come out and said, hey, you know what, we're against this disinformation crap, but they're not talking to their dad. They're not talking to Lachlan Murdoch, too. And those are the ones. We're stopping short of the patient zero in the disinformation pandemic that we've got here, separate from the COVID pandemic. I'm talking about the pandemic of disinformation. They are stopping short of Fox News Channel. Yes, Twitter's, you know, shutting down the Trump accounts, Facebook and all these, some of these businesses are pulling their money from the Republican Party and so on. But they're stopping short of the centerpiece of where all this shit is coming from. They have to lose, they have to lose viewers. Uh, That's the only way it Mm -hmm. works, really, because you can't just say, take them off the cable because if they're so successful yeah uh, they're they're going to keep doing this shit i mm-hmm. mean people just have to have to it, that's that's even harder than boycotting a business is yeah. getting people to change their behavior my only concern and i do think that they should shut down fox news channel at least the primetime shows should be stripped i'm talking about tucker yeah. i'm talking about uh, laura ingram and sean hannity get them out of there but short of that I wonder if there's actually a benefit in keeping Fox News around insofar as if the Fox News listeners no longer have that option, suddenly they're over on Newsmax and suddenly they're right, over right. on OAN, uh, exactly, which is exactly, far yeah. worse. And can yeah, you imagine? That was, uh, that's, yeah. yeah, the flavor of that is what I was about to bring up myself okay. was, the, you know, get rid of the couch tumors and just make it a news <laughs> channel and, and make at least put their, their their editorial kind of shows somewhere on planet Earth anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the, that would be the trick is to nudge them in that direction, but not, like you say, just shove the whole audience over to some radicalized, crazy-ass place. Right. Uh, because I think a lot of people that watch Fox News think it really is sort of mainstream news. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they don't watch that much in the evening or something, but... Uh, you know their their news reporting. Uh, it's slanted, but it, it's got that. You know, it's got that uh, glimmer of looking like it's real professional news. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, it's like and, uh, it's like being an oncologist and trying to rid a patient of cancer. You take out the small tumors, you get rid of bun- you know the tumors, but then there's that one big tumor, and you just always say, "Well, we're going to just leave that there because I don't know. We don't want to." We don't want to be censoring people or whatever the justification is for Comcast and some of the other cable carriers for not taking Fox News down or or for Fox News itself, News Corp, to not take away that giant three-hour block of bullshit. The scary part about them being the number one cable channel and Trump getting 74 million votes is that it really reflects on where we are as a country. We have to to get morals and real actual morals in this country. And that is just, you know, that's not something you can do in, in you know, a generation. Yeah. It's gotten to the point to where this, this kind of behavior has become normalized so much. Uh, the, the way that they frame things and that the way they make out anybody who's trying to help, you know, people get minimum wage as somehow being Stalin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we've got to get out of the uh, we've got to get out of that mindset, and I don't know how we do it other than and I keep coming back to this civics education in mm-hmm. the schools. Yeah. You know our our educational system is just horrible, and uh, as a culture, 
we have to change because as long as as long as people will tune into that crap, someone is going to offer it, whether it's Fox News mm-hmm. or whoever. Like you say, I mean, it's it's easy to say let's take them off the air, but um, I've just never. You know, I mean, I I believe we need to find a way to shift those people away from that place. Yeah. But just shutting them down is not, you know, legal or possible or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just people, people, I've seen people tweeting that somehow after Biden takes over that, you know, we're, we're going to deal with this Fox news problem. (laughs) Like, well, you know, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Biden shouldn't have any part of it. Uh, The democratic party shouldn't have any part of it either. There's a, there's a person in the chat room who I love dearly. Uh, I'm in the Stephanie Miller chat room every day and, Mm -hmm. uh, and she does this a lot of just saying this should happen and this should happen and this should happen. And, uh, and it's very, you know, it's very much like, well, how does that happen? Because yeah. that's unconstitutional. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always giving her, I'm always giving her crap. And I'm saying, you're standing there on your balcony with your big furry hat <laughs> and making, <laughs> making proclamations. You know, we need to, we need to get like down to real nuts and bolts. How do we solve this problem? Yeah. Yeah. And we have to be super careful at the same time to not apply so many expectations to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that we end up being disappointed six months in and go, Oh, you know what? I was so hopeful about uh, Joe Biden and now I'm disappointed and, you know, I'm yeah, I'm but, thinking oh, but, about but, not no, even voting in the midterms, and then suddenly we're in a <laughs> world of shit again. But I am so I am so happy that we have control of the Senate. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. it's just, we're, we 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 would be looking at a very different day tomorrow if if it weren't for just that one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is such a huge blessing, and yeah. we need to. Remember the folks that got us there and 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 do the work, you know? Yeah. Well, I have some good news on that front coming up in, uh, in just a second. We're going to take a short break, and I've got some really, really good news right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! me I'm, i didn't mean to do that don't you know who i say i am at least to us say i claim to be yeah, this is a uh, never was from new zealand which is where i was going to move if donald trump had won the election so 
Yep, I would have been uh, setting up shop in Hobbiton. I just lived in uh, Bag End in New Zealand. Yeah, Never Was is a song called You'll Never Work in This Town Again. Who is this about? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, this is from their EP, The Elysian. Music hyphen neverwas.bandcamp.com. That's N-E-V-E-R-W-O-Z. Link in the description at bobsuska.com. We got a indie music countdown coming up at the end of the month. Looking forward to that too. Uh, Very stingish. Very yeah, sting, stingy. Oh, there's just they're so great. Uh, everything coming out of New Zealand. I don't care what it is. I, I just love it. I love it immediately. Uh, the Beatles movie. Uh, yeah. Also, BobSeska.com/slash/music. If you want to submit your songs to the show, thank you for doing that. Okay. So CBS News has confirmed that Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will swear in three new senators tomorrow afternoon after the inauguration uh, because she's going to be, of course, the new president of the Senate as well as vice president. Georgia's uh, Reverend Warnock and uh, Ossoff, of course, the incoming uh, senators from Georgia, as well as her replacement in the Senate, Alex Padilla. I want to volunteer for the job of swearing out Donald Trump. Yeah, that would be great. God damn you, Donald Trump. Fuck you! So uh, the Red Hats continue to whine that they're being silenced. This goes back to what we were talking about with regard to Fox News Channel. So, yes, they're they're being silenced. It's so tragic for the Red Hats. You know what? They're definitely not being silenced by Facebook. The top performing link posts by U.S. Facebook pages in the last 24 hours are number 10, Dan Bongino. Number nine, Donald Trump for president. Number eight, Dan Bongino. Number seven, Newsmax. Number six, Dan Bongino. Number five, Dan Bongino. Number four, Franklin Graham. Number three, The Dodo. Number two, Dan Bongino. And number one, Franklin Graham, because they're they're all being silenced. I wish, and- I, I, wish I had the talent to be a political cartoonist. I would have a, you know, a, um, a facility with like eight satellite uplink dishes. You know, <laughs> this is this is the right wing being silenced. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, holy shit! It's not. They're not being. Well, to the extent that they're being silenced, they deserve to be silenced. They have made this. They were given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to link themselves with reality and you know things like logic and facts, but. I don't know why that applause. That was a phantom studio audience applause. I did not touch a goddamn thing. No, but that's, that that's exactly from. the point, though. These people have they've lied and lied and lied and yeah. lied dangerously. Mm-hmm. People died because they lied. Yeah, and uh, and they're and and it's it's all about that personal responsibility we hear so much about. Exactly and right. They just refuse to take it. Yeah, I don't. Again, the the whole concept of the Republican Party is the party of personal responsibility. I don't know how that got started. I think it was George W. Bush. I'm not entirely sure, but it no longer applies. I don't think it ever really applied. It was, you know, it's just a bunch of bullshit. But speaking of bullshit, uh, going back to what we were talking about in the previous segment, misinformation has dropped dramatically in the week after Twitter banned Donald Trump. In fact, it has dropped by 73% after not only Twitter, but other social media platforms, including Pinterest for some reason. I don't know, Donald Trump have a Pinterest account? It seems strange, but I guess he did. Hmm. Uh, also Instagram and Facebook and so on. Uh, they found that, uh, the, of course, the power of the tech companies to limit falsehoods and poisoning public debate has been actually effective in this case. And again, you know, you get 
opportunity after t- opportunity after opportunity to change your ways and to relink with facts and reality and they just keep doing the same old thing. And we saw By the way, misinformation, misinformation is the one contestant who wasn't surprised when Donald Trump came into the dressing room. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, Parler is back online now by routing 100% of its user traffic through servers located within uh, the Russian Federation. Yes. So that's all happening with Russia now. Shocker there. Um, meanwhile, the FBI has charged Riley June Williams in connection to the Capitol. You know, they're calling it a riot. I, I refuse to call it a riot. I think it's okay as a word, but it's it was an insurrection. Let's make no mistake about it. It was, it was an, an attack. attack. Yeah. Yeah. Saying she told an ex-romantic partner she intended to ship a computer device from Nancy Pelosi's office to, quote, a friend in Russia who then planned to sell it to the SVR, Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service. So, is that what you tell an ex-romantic partner if you, partner if you want to get them back? Is that, <laughs> is that right. to impress them? No. <laughs> Write that down. If you're breaking up with, or someone's breaking up with you, make sure to uh, talk about the laptop you stole from Congress and intended to sell to the Russians, because that's going to endear them right back to you. Um, meanwhile, two off-duty police officers who participated in the Capitol siege have been charged in federal court. One of them, a corporal in the Virginia National Guard, holy shit, is the first known service member arrested in connection with the January 6th riot. So, yeah, the infiltration that we were talking about earlier, it, it actually happened. And uh, so let's talk about Mitch McConnell and Bill Barr. Both of them are now involved in uh, what we've been referring to as the great unremembering, where they just, oh, was I supporting Donald Trump? I don't remember that, but he really pissed me off there at the end. So I guess I'm innocent and clean and you don't have to pursue me at all. That's not how this works. Um, But yet Bill Barr says he is done with Trump, but we can't forget that he helped Trump every single goddamn step of the way. He was able to, with one note, with like a page and a half letter, he was able to kill the entire Russia investigation to the point where the, you you couldn't talk about the Russia investigation in polite circles after that. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how Bill Barr was given that level of credibility to the point where, after that letter, and especially after the Mueller report came out. It was like, well, I guess that's it for the Russia investigation. I guess we don't talk about it. I know. Anytime you ever mentioned it, it was like, oh, you liberals, you're always bringing up Russia. It's always Russia. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it just, it it fell into that category. And that was the idea. Yeah. Was to make it to where anybody brought it up, they were just laughed out because, oh, that was a bunch of BS. Right, right. Well, in the meantime, Mitch McConnell on the Senate floor this morning said, the mob was fed lies. They were provoked by the president and other powerful people. Well, yeah, fine, Mitch, but for God's sake, where were you four years ago? Where were you? I can, I can just well imagine that statements behind something that says there's a piece of glass that says break only if approval rating gets below 30 <laughs> percent. That's exactly right. I mean, Jesus, shameless is what it is. It's just, uh, utterly shameless. We all know what the score is with regard to Mitch McConnell. He's not fooling anybody. Uh, maybe some of the rubes in uh, Kentucky, but certainly not here uh, or any place else. I'm forward to him just retiring away to the Galapagos with the rest of his family. Yeah. And don't forget, you're going to outlive Mitch McConnell. We're all going to outlive <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Uh, but, you know, there was a, a great piece in Axios. Axios is doing a whole series of... Uh, 
profiles of what happened inside the Trump White House after the election. And their latest one has to do with Bill Barr and this confrontation between Barr and Trump at the White House after Barr issued his statement about how he wasn't going to really be looking into the election for voter fraud and what have you. So it was uh, December 1st, a nearly month after the election, and Barr had some sharp advice to get off his chest. The president's theories about a stolen election, Barr told Trump, were bullshit. So Bill Barr told Trump to his face that these allegations of election fraud and so on were bullshit. Then Trump had angrily dragged Barr in to explain himself after, after seeing a breaking AP story all over Twitter with the headline disputing Trump Barr says no widespread election fraud but Barr was not backing down three weeks later he would be gone nobody was more loyal to Trump than Bill Barr but for Trump it was never enough they write here yeah. in, uh, Axios. that's you know and and it's um, I'm, I'm I don't mean to interrupt but just just hearing that meeting yeah and the way it's described reminds me of the Comey rule and I saw mm-hmm. a Comey interview the other night and every you know everybody hates Comey and yeah. I totally get that but there are parts of uh, what mm-hmm. he has brought to us that I think are valuable and the one thing they asked him was that one scene where the the loyalty scene with where he's you know where uh, Jeff Daniels is with Brendan Gleeson and Brendan oh, yeah. Gleeson is playing uh, Trump. Uh, he uh, Comey said he was there when they shot that, and he said it was chilling how accurate that was, and that that scene really for the first time showed people what Trump was really like. Yeah, you know yeah. he's this really scary dude. Yeah. You know? I mean the, the thing about that scene and the thing about Donald Trump's behavior, going back to what we were saying earlier about testosterone and anger management and grievances and all the rest of it. I think ever since uh, maybe Goodfellas came out or The Sopranos or something, there's been this thing with older white guys pretending like they're in the mafia. I've seen this a lot. Where it's, It was especially this way when The Sopranos was in its first run and there'd be a new episode on Sunday night. You go to work Monday morning, guys are at the water cooler saying, yeah, forget about it. I mean, white guys who <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, have nothing to do with Italy or have nothing to do with the mafia, pretending like they're in the mafia, like for, forgetting that we're talking about sociopaths here we're talking about serial killers to a certain extent here with uh members of the mob but then they're if they're portrayed in a heroic light then people get the sense well that's really badass i i want to well and if I you think be about like it that. That, yeah. that for trump those were his male role models yeah you know going back to cone and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff um, yeah well, and that's what I, that's what struck me about that scene in the Comey rule is it just looked like Donald Trump pretending to be Don Corleone or pretending to be Tony yeah. Soprano or Michael Corleone or any of these people that we see in these uh, mafia films, just taking it so seriously. And, and then it, it doesn't surprise me either because what we have noticed among the Red Hats a lot, and in fact, um, what's his name, Lynn Wood does this blatantly we just they're cosplayers they're they're so impressionable it's so bizarre to see grown men and to an extent grown women being this impressionable about donald trump i mean lynn wood for god's sake dresses like donald trump he wears the maga hat and the red tie and the dark uh, uh, wool trench coat and the hair and all the rest of it and Rudy Giuliani with the face makeup. And there's just an entire generation of 
older uh, men in this country who hero worship Donald Trump. And it's so strange. It's so bizarre. I, to I see gotta that. think I and I'm I'm confident of this is that history is going to treat Trump way worse than McCarthy. Yeah. And I we know so. how McCarthy is this fucking joke just now. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. It's it's going to be with him and his sycophants and, and the way they dress and everything. It's going to be so cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And it's and that process I think is going to happen faster. I think I think it's not going to take very long for his legacy to be just complete crap. Yeah, I, I hope so because it, what it needs to be is it needs to be defanged, it needs to be disarmed, it needs to be seen as the laughing stock that it should be seen as. Because I mean, you know, you could say, look, look how funny those people are, look how ridiculous they are. Oh, what a bunch of morons! There are seventy-four million of them at least in this country, and I don't know if every single one of them are radical red hats, but. Uh, they're in that club, and I don't know if they're coming back. I think a good many of them, I think most of them, are just gone forever. They have detached themselves from empirical reality. They're no longer part of, uh, you know, what you would consider to be normal society. They have formed their own little cult, their own little club of weirdos who worship fantasy. And, again, that's the stakes coming out of the Trump years is... Reality versus fantasy. Those are the terms that we're engaged in, in terms of the political shovel fights, the political discourse in this country. So Trump fan will be a future costume at (laughs) Comic-Con. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, they're just going to continue to hero worship this guy. He's, I guess Lawrence O'Donnell last night was saying, uh, once again, that Donald Trump continues to be the commander in chief but the commander-in-chief of his own citizen army of Red Hats. And that's the sad fact. Oh, yeah, one last thing. A little tag on the end of this uh, Bill Barr story in Axios. Donald Trump screaming with Bill Barr in the room, no one supports me, no one gives me any fucking support. That's an exact Mm -hmm. quote from Donald Trump. Doesn't doesn't surprise me. He's such a goddamn whiner. Yeah, I know. Just can't stop crying. Lots of lots of crying still to come. But isn't it great that oh, we yeah. haven't had to see his uh, crying on Twitter? The and the next time we talk, Bob, we'll have a new president. That's exactly right. Our last show, we got new elements, too, on the show. Because that's the most important thing, going into a new administration. All the new sounds on the show. I know my priorities are screwed up, but what can I say? I know. You're you're totally fucked up. All right, Mike. Where can people <laughs> where can people find you on the uh, internets? Hey, you can catch me on Instagram at Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike. Okay, well, stay tuned for the postmortem show coming up on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show or bobseskashow.com or click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Take care, folks. It's over. It's He's gone. Bye-bye. One last thing here. We're so grateful that vaccinations for COVID-19 are underway. Unfortunately, while there's light at the end of the tunnel, infection rates and hospitalizations are at an all-time high across the country. In California, some hospitals are turning away patients or threatening to ration care. While we're nearing the finish line for this brutal pandemic, getting there means staying safe. For the foreseeable future, only respirator face masks provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirators means we are flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing. 
Well, right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized KN95 respirator masks with anti-fraud labeling on every single package that can be verified right on the manufacturer's website. They're tested in the United States by the NPPTL and provide the most significant level of protection. Their respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free. Go to TheNewDealShop.com now and get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized N95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's TheNewDealShop.com. TheNewDealShop.com. Go now.